to stand up and um, let's go into the word of God. And um, hmm. this morning, I want to read a verse of scripture to you. And the scripture is found in Psalm 125 and verse 1. I'm going to be reading the New Living Translation. If it comes up on the screen, I'm going to ask you to read along with me um, Psalm 125 and verse 1, the New Living Translation. Okay. Forget the introduction, we read from the main body. At the count of three, read along with me, Psalm 125, verse 1. Go. Those who trust in the Lord are as secure as Mount Zion. They will not be defeated, but will endure forever. I thought you say amen because you know it's talking about you. I'm going to read it to your hearing and I want you to let the word descend into your heart. Those who trust and rest in the Lord, they are as secure as Mount Zion. And so they will not be defeated, but they will endure forever. This morning, I bring you the word of the Lord based on the series the Lord has been showing me to spring to the church. I bring you the word of the Lord that I entitled this is what resting in God looks like. Now, I know you have trouble equating yourself to that lovely angelic baby. But those who trust and rest in the Lord, there is a way they position themselves. Resting in the Lord must be evidential in the way you carry yourself, your posture, no matter whatever is going on. And in many ways, I have tried to demonstrate to you, and God says, tell them that if you say you have faith and you trust in God, it must result in resting in God. And there's no better human being that demonstrates rest than a baby. When a baby is sleeping, when a baby is resting, it looks like heaven is in that room. And remember that there is no adult of God. You ought to remain a child of God. Tell somebody for me this morning. This is what resting in God looks like. Look at yourself and say, I will rest in the Lord. Like that. Father, we thank you for this morning. For the opportunity to look into the word of God. And understand what resting in God looks like. May we be seen and be found to be well pleasing before God that he may open the heavens and unleash the God factor to change our lives, sending helpers to us from far and near that our testimonies may be complete in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. This is what resting in God looks like. Now, give me the other picture. Look at this fellow. Look at how nice and rested he looks. Now, give me the other picture. And that picture shows us what is not resting in God. Give us the first one again. It's a comparative thing. Two babies. Hello. I said hello. I said hello. Because some people think resting in God is miolewaku. I won't do anything. No. Resting in God is resting in God whilst you do what you do. And until God does what only God can do. Thank you. Bring that fellow miolewaku. For those that don't speak Yoruba, please help me translate it that to them. And I come and kill myself and die. Uh, is that English? Or is that Igbo? What does Miolewaku mean? 
I beg, I beg, I beg. I'm not sabi anymore. I'm not I beg, I beg. Carry, go. Somebody help me, Wally. Eh? Problem, no, they finish. <laughs> I wonder where all of you are learning this thing. After church, where did they go, sir? Where did they go? I suspect you. See the fellow. That is person that is not cooperating anymore. No, say, no, 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 I'm not, no, 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 no. School self, I'm not good. Hey, please, God, if you want to do them, do them by yourself. I'm not cooperate anymore. No, that's not the rest we're talking about. Praise God. Move away from the wrong one, give us the right one. You can see this face is not angry. You can see this face is not vengeful. You can see this face is not retaliatory because when you go through a season, people do things you don't like. Your miolewaku is not a good response. This one is, I take my eyes away and I put my eyes on God and I rest in God. Knowing that God will send me the God factor that will change things. So the word of the Lord is, this is what resting God looks like. My prayer is when angels look at you, this is what they see. This is the picture that provokes a response from heaven. But before I go any further, bring my Wednesday slide. For those of you that were not in church on Wednesday, it's all tied together. I want to bring you to the same page with us. And in the meantime, yeah, that's it. And on Wednesday, um, it was an interactive session that we have on the subject, those that rest in God, receive help from God. And we looked at how David, when he had nothing left, God raised people, champions from all over the place, even from the tribe of Saul, who was his enemy, from the tribe of Benjamin, they came to help David. And the Bible says they started as a motley crowd and became a great army, like the army of God. When God begins to respect the rest you have from him, amazing things are going to happen. I don't know anywhere in the Bible that they say an army was like the army of God. Your, your greatness will become like the greatness of God. Say amen. It all has to do with resting. And this resting is not the Nigerian Muliwaku kind of resting. This is rest in the Lord. So rest in his love and cast all of your cares let's take that song from beginning he never sleeps he never slumbers he never tires of hearing our prayers when we are weak he becomes stronger so rest in his love and cast all of your cares on his so rest in his love put your hands on somebody for me and speak to the person take that part again so rest in his love and cast all of your cares on Hallelujah. So when you rest in the Lord and you cast all your cares upon him, this is the image heaven sees. It's not the image of I not send anybody. It's the image that tells people that there is something you are basing your peace upon. And Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. He says, my peace I give you, not as the world gives you. When your countenance is like this, the angels rally around you knowing that Jehovah will show up. This kind of look says, you can tell that I'm confident. But when people look at you in the midst of a storm and you're looking so fresh and so cool, 
they begin to wonder what is it that gives him so much confidence. And I want to say that the confidence is not based on any other thing. But the confidence is based only on the God who never sleeps nor slumbers. The one who decides to unleash the God factor into the life of the one that loves him and trusts him enough. That in the midst of the storm, you can rest like Jesus did. The amplified, amplified classic of the lead scripture for today, which is Psalm 125 and verse 1, says, Those who trust in, lean on, and confidently hope in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but listen to this, but abides and stands fast forever. The word stand forever is good, but when you hear stands fast forever, it means that no matter the shaking, you will your your goodness will not be shaken away. You will remain good till Jesus comes in Jesus' name. I like the description. Listen to me. It says those. The question is, are you one of us? Those will you join the right grouping? Those who trust him. And lean on. Because you can say you trust but you're not leaning. If I were to lean on the pulpit, it means I'm resting on the pulpit. So when you say lean or, or rely, what they're talking about is rest. Those, those who trust in and in consequence of that, they lean on or rest on. And are, as a matter of fact, confidently hopeful in the Lord, they are like Mount Zion, as secure. As Mount Zion. The word secure means you are safe. The word secure means that no matter what blows, you will not be blown away. That's what the Bible says. Those who trust in, lean on, rest on, and confidently hope the Lord, which they are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved or removed, but abides and stands forever. Because somebody is going to make sure this is the result. The person who you rest on is the one that has the responsibility to make sure you stand fast forever and he never, he never fails. He's called the faithful one. Someone say amen. amen. This kind of confidence and this kind of look. A lot of people would do it if everything was going good. And so they're not resting on God. They're resting on what is going on in their life. Hello, somebody. I'm going to say that again. When some people appear rested like the little boy that we saw in, the, in the, my, my, my slide for today's sermon, it is because everything is working in their lives. That does not impress God. If your resting is resting on everything being good in your life, you're not resting on God. So the moment things are not like that anymore, you know what happens to that kind of rest? Come on now. Come on now, what happens? It evaporates. You know, your resting in God should be constant. Because it should not be based on what you have. It's not what I know or whom I know. It should be based on whose I am. <laughs> Captain Brown, God bless you. I'm going to say that again. A lot of people you see on social media, when they're looking jollof and fine, when they're looking rested, it's based on the fact that there's some money now in their account. They have a nice car and so on. You see, that itself is you're resting on materialism. You're not resting on God. And God knows the difference. And that's why he allows those things to fail. Some people will rest when their uncle is the president. And that's why the man will fail you. Because God does not like idols. This rest shouldn't be based on what I have, what I know, or whom I'm connected to. It should be based on whose I am. And I know in whom I have believed. And I'm rested on him based on his character and the person of God. I want to address you this morning. That when you base your rest on money, you will find out that money may be a good servant, but money is a terrible master. If you base your, your rest on people, you'll find that people come and people go. 
And can I tell you something? If you're rested on the fact that something is going on in your life, listen, there is nothing that is constant in life. Everything is, has seasons. So you will find that, that your rest is troubled now and then. God is saying, rest on me. I am the constant God, the unlimited God. On Wednesday, we're singing that song. I like that song, the unlimited God. And God will now sort those things out that wants to trouble you. That's why those that trust and lean on God, they are secure like Mount Zion. Based on the character and the person of God. The problem then is that a lot of people don't know God. A lot of people do not meditate on the character of God. God may be slow, but he's never late. God says what I say, I watch over it to perform it. I don't let my word fall to the ground. God is a promise keeper. Can you say that with me this morning? God is a promise keeper. I want to ask you, have you, have you not met people that made promises and they meant well, but they didn't keep their promise? Don't get mad. Because man na man, man no be God. God be God. I say God be God. No man is God. Don't let any man posture for you as God. You must rest in the character and the person of God. Nothing else is worth resting on. It is easy to rest in God when things are going well. And I'm not saying everybody that is resting because things are going well are resting on those things. There are some people, because God has blessed them, they're resting. But I don't know, and you can never tell whether you're resting in God or you're resting in the good season that you're enjoying. Because the real test of resting in God is when the going gets tough. Can we talk? If you are rested when everything is going wrong, when there's a turbulence, will you still be rested? That's what happened to the disciples when Jesus said, let us go to the other side. And they got a very good state of the art boat. And everything was cool. The wind was blowing nicely. And they were enjoying. Listen, riding a, a boat ride on a lake is such a nice experience. That's what rich people do. So as long as that was going, they looked like they rested in Jesus. A little turbulence. Jesus continued to rest. They started to get unrested. I want to speak to you, church. God is not talking about the kind of rest that is based on everything working fine. As a matter of fact, God has enough experience not to trust people that worship him when things are good. He wants to see your countenance when things are shaking. I want to give you a simple example. The friend that visits you and enjoys your party with you and goes on holiday with you because you're paying for the ticket, yes, is a good friend. But a friend is not known during the times things are good. The test of a friend is in the day of adversity. And you know what, and generally, we have messed up. A little wind a little water in the boat, we start to act like the disciples. And Jesus says, I'm not, in, I'm not impressed with you. Your rest cannot be based on the boat or the weather. Your rest must be upon God. And if you're going through a difficult time, God is watching. And Satan is saying, watch. He will not be rested anymore. Rest is not based on where you're at. Rest is based on the character of God. That's a good place for you to clap. You know, in my experience and my work with God, which is spanning 30-something years now, I found that the greatest miracles happen as a matter of a turnaround of a situation. I'll explain that. That the greatest miracles are not that you're just still and something good happened. The greatest miracles that really impress all of us that we talk about are how God changes a terrible situation and becomes a beautiful situation. Is that true or not? A woman that's not had any child for 10 years now has boy and girl all of a sudden and the doctors don't understand it. It's not the greatest miracle. It's not I got married nine months later. I had a baby. No, 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 no. It's okay. But when you hear the one, 10 years, nothing. And now boy and girl, boom, explain that. And 
so difficult things, seasons are not bad. They actually, they, the raw material for the greatest testimonies. Now I'm prophesying to somebody that if you will rest in God during the season, God is going to use that situation to glorify himself. A turnaround miracle is on the way to that rested child of God. This means at the beginning things look bad. In fact, things look incredibly bad and seemingly impossible until the God factor kicks in by the, by the reason that somebody in spite of the situation is rested in a boat that is turbulent. And God turns everything around and people begin to say, we've never seen anything like this before. We've never heard anything like this before. Ah. So, what this thing God is saying, it's not so bad. It's about how you respond. Are you going to be like Peter just because water is in the boat, yet Jesus is in the boat and is going to be saying, do you not care that we perish? Listen, the boat has not sunk. It will only perish. No, 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 no. Even the boat was not going to sink at all from day one because the Lord is in your boat. I want to ask you, do you know that the Lord is in your boat? Do you think he's not aware that there's a storm? When he was sleeping in the boat, do you think he was not aware? He was seeing everything and he was watching everybody. I'm your pastor so that you don't fail the test. Because after the test will be a testimony. If you want to clap, clap for the Lord. Because you see, I am learning how to rest in God. Do you, there's no pastor of rest though. You can only be pastor of Grace Assembly. Rest is a, is a classroom for everybody. Have you noticed that you rest after a while, something will shake you again. You have to adjust. Praise God. I want to talk to you about two men that the Lord celebrates a, a lot. David, a man after God's heart. And Joseph was a type of Jesus to the 12 tribes of Israel because the 12 tribes of Israel they were going to perish except for the life of Joseph who was going to pull them out of the famine into Goshen the land of plenty so two men that are great in the Old Testament that God respects a lot I'm going to use them as an example let's start with Joseph Joseph had a dream and Joseph was going to be the savior of the 12 tribes because something was going to happen worldwide that was going to attempt to sink the family of God. God needed a Jesus at that time called Joseph. This Joseph knew the Lord was with him. He was born by a miracle for a woman who was barren. And it was a child that opened the womb and they consecrated unto the Lord. Every male child born from the womb must be consecrated unto the Lord. This same Joseph, with all the greatness of who he is in Christ, as you and I have a heritage in Christ, was sold into slavery. Hello? If his rest was based on the coat of many colors in his father's house, when he got into slavery, what will happen? And then he was sent to jail on a false accusation from slavery to jail in a land nobody even knew he was there what happened to the destiny in Christ what happened to the prophecy that he's going to save his people what happened to the coat of many colors and this is the reason why you must hear me good what I'm saying because just because you're going through something does not mean your prophecy has changed it doesn't mean God has changed his mind about you and so sold by his brother that is one of the things that should knock out anybody's rest if my enemy sold me I would feel bad but not my brothers if my boss whom I serve and he knows I'm a good man does not give me the benefit of doubt and I end up in jail everything that went wrong or seemingly wrong with him was bringing him closer to his appointment with destiny I want to prophesy to you, child of God, don't lose your peace. Don't lose your rest. If anybody is doing you good, God is going to use them to bless you. Potiphar kept his job for him. He will not meet the butler, his helper. And his helper would not introduce him to Pharaoh, who was going to change his life. The thing about resting in God, 
Whatever the season is, is be, you can only rest in God knowing that God never loses control of your life. I don't think you heard me. No matter what you're going through, God never has lost control over your life. And so, imagine a Joseph losing his rest in Christ, in God, because he was sold into slavery. And stopped serving God. And became mean and ugly. A thief and a vagabond. Supposing he was so broken. By the way he lost his job. And cast into jail. And he learned all the wickedness of jailbirds. And became the king of the bad boys in jail. Because sometimes you have suffered so much. You say what does it matter self. Me only parami. I not go kill myself. If you can't beat them join them. He stayed rested in God, even though they sold him. He never cursed his brothers. Never repay evil for evil. That's a good place for you to clap. The temptation is for me to repay evil for evil. Because a lot of people have done me evil. But no, no, no. When you rest in God, you remember that as I rest in God, remember that God says, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. When he was betrayed and sent into prison, he never did anything back. He just chose to rest in God. Even in jail, he continued to be a good boy by managing the resources of the jailer the same way he managed the resources of Potiphar. Can you remain good even though you've been treated bad? If you remain good even though you're treated bad, it is proof that you're resting in God. And God was watching. And God didn't step in immediately. And that's why you must be patient. Bible says wait patiently for the Lord to act. Some people have already stopped resting in God. Because after they sold me, God didn't do anything. After they sacked me, God didn't do anything. See me for jail, God didn't do anything. But God was watching. And I want to say to you, God's eyes upon you. He that keepeth Israel never sleeps nor slumbers. And so they brought him to the place where he needed to be by their wickedness. So that he could meet the butler. And I said on Wednesday that those that rest in God will enjoy the help from God. He had to meet the butler who was going to introduce him to the, to, to the king. The butler was never going to come to Potiphar's house. Neither was going to come to his father's house. Consider with me that whatever you're going through is part of the plan. And God is still working on your case. And the butler booked an appointment with him, for, with the king. That ended all the disappointments of his life. Because through it all, Joseph remained rested. My question is, are you rested? Or are you still rested? Just because things are not working, is that a reason? Are you justifying the reason why you are no longer rested? Joseph remained rested. There's no record that he retaliated. There's no record that he lost hope. The butler forgot him for a long time. And that's painful. But God didn't forget him. And whilst the butler forgot him, he still had to rest in God. See, somebody that forgot you, God can wake the person up. Because one day the butler woke up and said, this day I, I remember my sin. There is a man I shall have spoken about. Can I tell you something? There is no limit to what God can do. The person who was your enemy tomorrow can be your greatest helper. Will somebody shout to the Lord? He still remained rested in the Lord when the butler forgot him. The same butler that forgot him remembered him. And he did not miss his appointment with destiny. Though God may seem to be late, slow, but God is never late. He still became prime minister. You are still going to be everything that God said you'll be. You are still going to have everything that God has ordained for you. The devil is a lie. Someone say amen and amen. amen. That's Joseph. Let me talk to you about David. 
I'm talking about what rest in God looks like. Joseph showed it. David did too. I remember that David was sent by his father back to the backside of the desert to be rearing some few sheep of his father after Samuel anointed him as king. His own father sent him back. Can, I, can we talk? How come Joseph did not lose his rest in God? A David. If you were the person that were anointed on this altar as king. And they sent you back to be a laborer in the backside of nowhere. Will you still be rested in God? Who said yes? Okay, is it easy to remain rested in God? Is it easy to remain rested in God? He was anointed in front of his father and his father has sent him back. Does that mean God has sent him back? No. And after that, the lion and the bear attacked him. The reason why we lose our rest is that ah, ah, have I not suffered enough? Which one be lion? Which one be, be bear? After, after I'm the king, if, if even they're going to send me, let me have some peace. And at that point in time, you lose your rest. Can I get a witness? Am I speaking to somebody? What I'm saying is rest in God is in spite of the, what you're going through. It's in spite of your situation. Listen, it's child's play to say you're rested when everything is going your way. You don't know whether you're rested and certainly God is not impressed with that. It is when you're sent back to where you're better than and you're still rested in God that you catch the attention of heaven. My prayer is that we will not lose the attention of God. We'll catch the attention of heaven in Jesus' name. And after the bear attacked him, you know what he said? He said it is a lesson. God is so good. It is a lesson. And he was going to need the lesson of the lion and the bear when he faced Goliath. The lion and the bear came to him and it could look like God allowed something to terminate your destiny. He had a kingly destiny and two great animals appeared to him and could have terminated his destiny. But he fought them off trusting that God will help him. He remained rested in God. My question is, what is attacking you? Is it sickness? Is it poverty? Is it childlessness? It is not going to terminate your destiny because God is watching over your destiny. He will bring it to pass in Jesus' name. And yet through all of these things, David continued to rest in God. That's why I like that. That chorus, so rest in his love and cast all of your cares on him. Through all of this, this is the story of our lives. We're not talking about David, I'm talking about your life. Where, where are you in this story? Listen, nobody even considered David man enough. Man that could kill a lion, kill a bear. When Goliath showed up, nobody invited him. People made up their mind, you are small, you will remain small, and you will always be small. I want to announce to somebody, Ibajenio Kodashi Oluwaduro. Meaning no matter what people say about you, it does not change what God says about you. And what God says about you is still going to come to pass. Who am I prophesying about this morning? A man that could kill the lion and kill the bear. When Goliath showed up for 30 days, nobody said, let's go and call this guy. Because they were determined that he would remain small. Every finger that is pointing you down is going to end up in shame in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I knew you would say amen to that. Say amen again. He got to the battle only by chance. Listen, where you need to be, somehow, somehow, Jehovah is going to orchestrate it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. At that point in time, the father that sent him to the backside of nowhere, the father that born you, that saw you anointed by the man of God, that is doing you bad, at that point in time, something was wrong with his mind and sent for David and said, take sandwiches to your brother who are qualified to be in the battle that could produce the next king. Yay. And God organized it. And though he was not invited, he came through the side door. He delivered the sandwiches. He looked around the 
place and say, what is going on here? What will the king give to the person who kills this foolish man? And they said, the king is going to bless him. Say, all right now, at last, at last, 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 I'm in the right place at the right time. Somebody I'm prophesying about you, last, last, you are going to be at the right place at the right time. If you're that person, jump on your feet and say, I receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the same way when Pharaoh needed an answer. Last, last, Joseph showed up at the right place at the right time. Destiny is calling somebody. As you rest in God, destiny is knocking on your door. If you're that person, throw up your hand and shout hallelujah to the Lord. But I want you to relax because you see, this rest in God is not just a shout. Because some things can happen and your shout will reduce to a whimper. Because after he asked the question, his brother heard him. His oldest brother called Eliab. He said, why are you talking to this fool? What is he doing here? Drop the sandwiches and get out of here. He's thinking, it's people like you that are needed here. You ain't nobody. You, where are the few sheep you're supposed to be with? Get out of this place. Ah, it is true that the enemies of a man are those of his household. The people he asked told him what the king will give. They didn't see him like a loser. It was his own brother that insisted he was a loser. He heard him talking. He was not talking to Eliab. Eliab was upset that people were talking to him. Knew Eliab, 30 days you don't fight like a man. Now I'm talking to somebody. You're putting your mouth in my business. Listen, don't let the wrong voices mess with your rest in God. And so his own brother ran him down publicly and insulted him flagrantly. It's what I call a complete public disgrace by those of your own household in front of everybody. Is that not enough to knock out his rest? Drop your sandwiches, sandwich boy messenger boy and get out of this place somebody you know you've heard some insult i have come according to the scrolls to reverse that insult in the same place you got insult you are going to be celebrated in the name of the lord jesus christ and despite this complete public disbraces bible says through all of this david continued to rest in god he did not fight eliab he did not re return insult for insult listen when you return insult to people that insult you it lowers your rest in god it deflates your rest in god by the way let me read the scripture sit down sit down let me read how this thing happened to you so that you know that listen when you're resting in god a lot of things will happen to to tamper with your resting God. Some people are agents of, of this of Satan and of the enemy. It doesn't matter whether you're related to them. You have to know the spirit that is moving people. Give me first Samuel 17. I want to read verses 28 to 30 from the message translation of the Bible. Listen to this. Eliab, his oldest brother. He heard David. Look at the word fraternizing. Let me explain the word fraternizing. He heard David fraternizing with the men and he lost his temper. The word fraternizing is that a nobody is trying to hook up with somebody. When you relate, you relate to your mates. When David was talking to people that even David was better than, his brother saw David so small that he called their talking fraternizing. Do you understand what I'm saying? I need your attention. Do you understand what I'm saying? The way some people see you will make, if you listen to them, will make you lose your rest in God. You have to look at how God sees you. It doesn't matter how people around me see me. It doesn't matter how you treat me. You can send me to the backside of nowhere. You can give me a few sheep. You can do whatever I want, but he never sleeps. He never slumbers. He never tires of hearing our prayers. When we are weak, He becomes strong. 
and cast all of your cares on him. Eliab, his older brother, heard David oh, fraternizing with the man and lost his temper. He like bake, he like do. Waiting happened that you're losing your temper. I'm only having a conversation. I'm not disturbing you. And look at what he said. What are you doing here? Why aren't you minding your own business? Then he defined the business. Tending that scrawny flock of sheep. It meaning that even the sheep you're following self, they get kwashoko. The word scrawny is kwashokorized. Why are you not tending to your kwashokorized relationship? Your kwashokorized children. Hey! When somebody calls all you God kwashokorized, it's hard to rest in the Lord. Who knows what I'm talking about? Why are you not minding your own business? Can you imagine the summary of somebody's life? Tending that scrawny flock of sheep. I know what you're up to. You have come down here to see the sights. You don't belong. The most you can do is sightseeing. Hey, they're sharing land. They're sharing property. They're building skyscrapers. They say, you are a sightseer. You cannot be one of us. Somebody do. Oh my gosh. You're hoping for a ringside seat. At the bloody battle. Which battle? 30 days, you know, fight. And David, being rested in God, holding on to the rest, remaining rested in God, did not hit him. David was a killer. He could kill a lion, he could kill a bear, he had killed many men, he could have killed this joker. He said, What is it with you? replied David. All I did was ask a question. I like verse 30. It says, ignoring his brother. You need to ignore some things. You need to ignore some people. If you meditate on them, you will offend God. It may be called your brother, it may be called your boss, it may be called your former friend. You need to ignore some people. I'm sending a message to some people, I am ignoring you. Because you're talking nonsense. He ignored his brother. And he turned to someone else. Because there's, listen, in, for every place where there's an enemy, God will plant a friend. Where there is a thorn, God will plant a rose. Come on now. And so he turned to someone else. He didn't have to look for somebody else. But God, God will always plant a good thing near you. And ask the same question and got the same right answer as before. What the king will give to him. He would not have heard the confirmation if he did not ignore his brother. For you to remain rested in God, I promise you, you need to ignore some people. They think they're relevant. They think they hold your future. You don't fight with anybody. You don't repay evil for evil. But please. So rest in his love. And cast all of your cares on him. After he ignored him, we never heard of Eliab ever again. There are some people, when you fight with them, you make them continually relevant. <laughs> when you ignore some people, we never heard of Eliab again, never. Don't mess with some Davids. When they see pay your attention, when they ignore you, heaven ignores you. And so the list goes on. And here is wisdom. Let he the heart and ear hear and learn how to rest in God. Jesus says, come and learn of me. One of the ways you may rest is ignore. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't use your strength to kill an Eliab that you should use to kill a Goliath. Because if you kill Eliab, you get judged. If you kill Goliath, you become king. Shatakalaba. 
When you don't rest in God, you're going to use your strength to do evil. Remember that as you rest in God, you will be able to deploy your gifting in the right direction. David could have killed Goli uh, Eliab easily. And that would have been the end. That was why Satan used Eliab to needle him. Wisdom, he the heart and the ear. In the season of waiting and resting on the Lord, don't go after the wrong person. At the most, ignore them. And heaven will send you God's, the God factor in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Learn how to rest in God and remain resting in God in the times of adversity. There's, there's, there's a song I want to play for you. When David was insulted publicly, you must have songs in your heart that you sing to encourage yourself. When you're insulted publicly by somebody you could have killed and you choose to rest in God, you need to encourage yourself. Like the, like, like the woman with the issue of blood, she kept speaking to herself until her testimony. I want multimedia to just play me that video. I want to share with you the things I'm learning from God. Now Give it volume. For you. Who taught the sun? Where did the stand in the morning? And who told me, oh, shall you can only come this far? And who showed the she says I have a message for you I know that my redeemer leaves he leaves to take away my shame 
Because he's alive. And there is an empty grave. The fact that he rose. Means that I will rise. It says the tomb is empty. And I know. He didn't say we know. If you're going to rest in God. Thank God for church agreement. Thank God for family agreement. But you're going to get to a narrow path. You're going to be alone. You better be able to say. I know. My redeemer. He lives. Eliab. You said this in public. But I know. That my redeemer. He lives. The doctor said. But I know. My redeemer. She says, and I know, and I know, and I know, and I know, and I know my redeemer. Child of God, you cannot rest if you don't talk to yourself. You cannot remain rested if you don't have a song that you sing. If you don't have something to say to remind yourself. Goliath said to, to David, he said, look at this crony fellow with crony sheep. I will feed you to the animals. You don't even have a man, is this boy you're sending to me. He rubbish his CV. Ah. You heard it from your brother, you heard it from your enemy. You better have a song, but I know. My redeemer. The word redeemer means the one that will redeem me from shame. The one that will redeem me from disgrace. The one that will redeem me for everything that people said. The way they put me down. The way the, I, you better know something. The redeemer is the one who started a good work in my life that is able to complete it. Without the agreement of the Eliabs of this world. Without the agreement of the Potiphar's of this world. He will do it. He will start it. He will continue it. He will finish it. He will perfect it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you play that video? Stand up everybody. Put off the lights. Let's worship the Lord. Put off the lights for me. And get a sound right this time. And start it from the beginning. Because I want them to hear what she says. I have a message for you. I have a word for you. Play the video. Let us provoke God. Lift up holy hands. Now I have a question. Now I have a question for you. Who taught the song? Where the stand in the morning And who told me, oh son You can only come this far And who shall go
want to say that this is the song or the kind of song rested people sing. This is what is resting in God. This is what it sounds like. What song are you singing? The song that you sing will look at your destiny. Look at where you're at. Look at what is going on. Listen to what Eliab said. Look at what Potiphar done. And provoke a song that will cause God to rise. She says, but I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. My redeemer, he lives to change my life. He lives to change my situation. It is what you recall to your memory that will determine the posture you take. How can you call my business crony? How can you say what are you doing here is only champions that are here? How can you look at me even though I was anointed king in front of you and you say you are nothing? You better have a song to sing on that day. You have ever recall who God is to you. Resting in God is resting on the character of God. I want to read one last scripture to you. We're learning on how to rest in God because anyone that rests in God, God's going to show up for that person. Jeremiah 6, verse 6, 16 to 17. I want to read from the New Living Translation. Remain standing with me. I'm done. If anybody is fooling around, if anybody is not paying attention, please help me ignore that person. It's a ministry you have towards some people. You need to ignore some people. In my Bible, there's a subheading. The subheading in capital says, Israel rejects the Lord's way. People are resting on their achievements. That is rejecting the Lord's way. People are resting on what they have. That's rejecting the Lord's way. The way of the Lord is to rest. Even if God bless you, not on what he blessed you with, breast on God who gave you those things. It says, this is what the message Bible, no, no, the New Living Translation, this is what the Lord says. Hear me. Stop at the crossroads. That's where we're at. And look around, David. Look around, Joseph. Look around the woman with the issue of blood and ask for the old godly way. Not the social media way. Not the Nigerian way. Not our people say way. Not the way. Look and ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Don't just walk in it. Travel its path. Remain there. Remain rested. And you will find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, that's not the way we want. Verse 17 says, I posted watchmen like Pastor Femi Paul over you who said, listen for the sound of the alarm. But you replied, no, we won't pay attention. Even as I'm speaking, some people are not paying attention. They rejected God's way. And then God will allow the boat to be filled with water. Shota. What is it you have that you can even hold on to? Except the Lord build a house. They labor in vain. Guess what? Except the Lord keep it the city, the wicked in vain. Even what you have, if let God be the giver, so that the Lord, in the day it snatched away from you, let the Lord prove to be the keeper of what he gave you. Because the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. When, but the Bible says when a thief is caught, 
by Jehovah. He remained to repay seven times. Whatever the enemy has stolen from you, as you rest in the Lord, God will arrest. Because you rest, God will arrest the thief and return to you what you lost. The Living Bible says, the Living Bible, verse 16, come on now. It says, yet the Lord pleads with you still. Yet the Lord pleads with you still. Ask where the good road is. Don't insist on your own road. Some people too stubborn. Too difficult. Nobody can instruct you anymore. So full of yourself and your ways. The Lord is pleading with you still. Hear me. Well, if you are on the social media, God is talking to you. Ask where the good road is. Because you still don't know. The godly paths you used to walk in. When you were small in your own eyes, you used to walk in this path. In the days of long ago, travel there and you will find rest for your souls. Hey. But you reply, no, that is not the road we want. Bow your heads in prayer with me. Say, Lord, I hearken to your plea. I hearken to the sound of the trumpet. That I should not respond to the insults. I should not fight with anybody. I should not agitate. I should not fret. But I should rest in who you are in the character of God. Then as you came through for Joseph. In spite of being sold into slavery. In spite of being cast into jail. In spite of being forgotten by his friend. When the God factor began to kick in. The butler who forgot him and remembered no more. Remembered and repented and apologized. And through it all. And against all odds, the ever faithful God brought to pass the destiny of Joseph. Through it all, David, even in the cave of Adullam, the God factor made his own kinsmen to come and join a man. David who had nothing. Who lived in a cave. And you built for him an army like the army of God. Because he rested. Javelin after javelin thrown at him. He rested. He said I would not lift my hand against the anointed of the Lord. Some people have even lifted their hand against me. But I rest. Let God now be true. And every man made a liar. I want you to pray. Say Lord. I choose to rest in God. I choose to ignore. Some things. Because I know. That my redeemer. He lives. The one redeems is the one that saves me. The one that lifts me up. The one that fights my battles. The one that guarantees my well-being. The one that stands by me. The one that turns a dead situation to a glorious testimony. I know my Redeemer lives. My song will rise to you in the morning. For he that keepeth Israel never sleep nor slumber. So I rest in the Lord. And I cast all my cares upon you. As you have done in the times of old that you will do again. Father, we glorify your name. Thank you for your counsel. Thank you for the peace of God. Thank you, Atofarati. The one that is, is enough to rest upon the Atofarati. 
that will shall not be put to shame. Give you glory and praise. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now and forevermore. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have been blessed this morning. I don't know why I have been blessed. I, I want you to help me bless the name of the Lord. I want you to help me celebrate the Lord.